Hello and welcome to Battle Behind the Throne. The song is coming up shortly. Don't you worry about that. Normally this section we have a funny bit which we take from the outtakes and put into this to make it kind of the opening segment. But this week, unfortunately, uh, our recording equipment fell a little bit flat on its ass. That I can only apologise for. You'll find it in the segment. Please enjoy the rest of the show. And can I just say a big thank you to Jack for bailing us the fuck out. His name is Craven. He likes white ravens, and he will always use them to reduce your gold. His name is Dave, he cancels saves, he likes to make the opposition have bad days. His name is Tom, he plays for fun, and if you beat him then he'll punch you in the face. It's the UK's fantastic podcast. This episode's the worst, so it's probably the last. With unopposed to claim banter, it's banter behind the throne. Hello, welcome. This is Life Begins at episode 40 of Banter Behind the Throne. Uh, we're absent Dave this week. Dave uh, was ordered to go and conduct a little bit of scouting in Amsterdam before we all go there for Dockside Brothel in a few weeks. But due to some kind of confusion, Dave has actually gone to uh, Basra and he's now chasing off what's left of the Taliban, uh, which is odd because Dave isn't really known for his um, fighting Military prowess. Yeah, so we hope that's going to turn out all right. Um, Anyway, I am uh, Lowell Craven. I'm joined on my left by uh, Thomas Peel. Say hello, Peel. Hello. And on my right by Jack Abbott joining us again. Say hello, Jack. Hello. Uh, episode 40 then, we have got uh, a treat for you. Well, it's probably no better than most of the other episodes, to be fair. Um, we're going to talk a little bit briefly about um, intentional draws and the fact they have gone in the bin. Um, Carl over Westeros, whilst not officially released everywhere, is now fully spoiled, so we're going to get in early and review that. And then we're going to do a discussion on how to beat... Lannister Lords of the Crossing, because it turns out that's everywhere, and it's causing a lot of people to become quite upset. So we're going to talk about ways to take that on, and see what, if we can uh, do anything to knock it off those top spots. Um, so yeah, guys, uh, Thrones News of the Week, I think what's dominated it really, is the intentional draws. Um, I don't think this really needs much of an introduction, does it? I, th- I think if you are in any way interested in Thrones or the organised play programme that comes with it. Um, Intentional Draws has been on the tip of the tongue for most people for some time. But um, earlier this week, Phoenix Flight Games dropped the big bombshell that having only recently introduced them, Intentional Draws are going to be removed from uh, Thrones organised play at least. Um, And that's going to become effective from the 1st of August of this year. So up until then, you can still intentionally draw. Um, we've had a touch of drama about those. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Um, and subsequently, there's been some stories coming out of intentional draws in other FFG, OP um, supported games, which um, have left a bit of a sour taste in my mouth, at least. Um, to Peel, what do you reckon about removal of intentional draws? Well, they went surprisingly quicker than they came in, mm-hmm. and it didn't take them long to realise it was a, a bit of an odd idea, really. Um, I'm curious, because uh, they said they're going to introduce something else instead, aren't they? Uh, I'm curious uh, well, yeah. to find out what that will be, whether it's going to well, be trial by combat or rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> well, uh, trial by combat would definitely benefit a few of us. Um, 
But I think the problem being, um, the, the document as written, uh, my interpretation of it at least, correct me if I'm wrong, one of you, but um, they've removed draws as an outcome completely from Thrones. So in, in taking this away, they've kind of, Greg yeah, Orkler gained it, they've hit intentional draws off the top of a deck and taken draws out at the same time. So well, now you you can't actually have draw a survival result. Now you could do that before. It was just really, really super rare. Yeah. Um, so there needs to be something put in place on the off chance that you know time is called and you are both on the same amount of power. Um, whether that will be, I don't know. But I, 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 I me and Jack were talking about this before we went on air, and I said something about how this um, in American football you can have a draw. For example, it's just really rare that one happens because there's so many things in place to to kind of get a result. So FFG do need to bring something in because draws do happen. But saying that, I've never seen an organic draw in the whole time I've been playing front, ever. So it's not that important. I think it'll uh, be um, first player gets to choose. That'll be a dreadful one. That'll be awful. Well, it's, it's already in the rules. If you mill each other out at the same time... I'm looking for my rules reference guide now. Um, yeah, it's, it's whoever has first player token. Choose who wins the game. <laughs> well, two things then. One, we better actually start using first player tokens. And <laughs> two, um, I like the fact that our way of um, explaining or, or kind of interpreting a really rare scenario, we're using simultaneous mill as for precedent. Because that obviously happens all the time. I haven't I... seen one person get milled. <laughs> I get your point. If, I get the point. There's a precedent in place for a first player to decide these things. So that's a bit harsh. Like, because imagine that if you've been battling, 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 and you've just about pulled it back at the last one, and it comes to a draw, and then it's like, well, I went first that round, didn't I? So uh, I win. Um, Their argument. I'd was... almost rather see something like golden goal. You know, next power wins. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather have something like that put in because I don't like the idea of being told you lose just because you didn't go first or we could go for trial by combat as we've already mentioned but yeah I reckon trial by combat rock paper scissors or he who shouts the loudest yeah but they all benefit bigger people um, and we definitely categorise we definitely fulfil that criteria so we could be accused of bias um, I personally I'm glad to see intentional draws go um, I can see the point of them I really can um, Jack you, you can talk about this a bit more Um I can see the point of them in things like Magic or even Star Wars or Netrunner if you want to stick it to FFG because they're asymmetric and they are kind of two rounds a game. So draws are really, really commonplace. In Thrones where it's one game at a time, I don't think there's any place for it. And some of the justifications I've heard for intentional draws, um, oh man, they, they really boil my piss. <laughs> you know, me, me and my mate decided to intentionally draw because we both wanted to secure ourselves in the cup that's fine because we're travelling together or whatever but by doing that there's someone else who's not part of your little travelling group who is now being removed from the cup because of you guys making this, this agreement and one of the um, explanations that was offered to, to kind of defend this was well if someone gets knocked out of the cup because someone else intentionally drew well, then they probably should have played better to get their own way into the cut. Well, my argument then is, if the only reason you're getting into the cut is because you're making some shady agreement with your travelling buddy, then maybe you should have played better to get in the cut. So 
it, it goes against sort of my kind of uh, my approach to playing these games. So I'm glad to see them go. Um, although I can see the point of them in games where draws are more likely. I'd just be happy to see them go at all in in this. I don't like them in these games. I don't think these games are competitive enough to have them. Or not that, but they should be played at a much more casual level through like regionals and store championships. Well, you mentioned something earlier on as well about sometimes um, with magic tournaments that you guys are there for, for days at a time. Yeah, you can, well, you have like pro tours and GPs are like two days each. So not only is there a cut uh, at, at the end of the whole tournament to see who gets the top eight, there's a cut on the first day as well. So if people don't achieve a certain score by the first day, they're out. Yeah. So they don't turn up to the next day. So these sort of agreements have a little bit more weight there. Yeah. But if you're having four games and no cut or something daft in a, a game store in kind of Hull, I don't think you need to be doing this. Just a good point. It just becomes politics. It's politicking rather than actually playing the game. Um, so yeah, I, I'm super glad that they are in the bin, as it were. Peter, have got anything more you want to chuck into this, mate? I've kind of ranted a bit there, so I'm conscious. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. Um, it's an odd one. Um, I don't like the idea of being told I'm going to lose if I intentionally draw, because like you said, they are rare. But, you know, then, I mean, I've, I've only seen one out of all the games I've ever played where we've, like, finished the round, time has been called, and it's literally ended up where we've both got the same power, and it was kind of like a case of, we were at the end like right okay that's it how many of you got uh, you know 12 how many of you got 12 crap okay um, we've drawn kind of thing it's, it's, super it's, rare, it's, it? it's insanely rare and you, you're not going to see it very often and for that one time where someone gets told they're going to lose because of that that's going to be bad but at the same time yeah soldier it's draws at the end of the day I mean no longer can I get a perfect score though so I'm a little bit upset about that the whole mathematics of the game are basically designed to stop you getting draws as well because it's when you do a power challenge you take one from them mm. so that always pulls you above them uh, if you're Unless, if you're on like tied power what if they're on 12 or what if they're on 12 and you're on 10 though it's going to bring you both to 11 yeah, yeah. but so, it's, I mean, we're that, talking about that... evenly contested games going longer yeah true I've got the um, right. the winning the game thing here a player is eliminated from the game when his or her draw deck has no cards remaining. If all of a player's opponents are eliminated from the game, the remaining player wins the game. If all remaining players would be eliminated simultaneously, the first player determines the order in which those players are eliminated. The question on everybody's lips, what do I do when I've milled out everybody? <laughs> yeah, be first. Yeah, so there you go. You heard it here first. That um, Greyjoy mill deck that you've been thinking about, make sure you win initiative. Because um, it could mean the difference between winning and losing. Okay, um, is there any other big news from the Thrones community you want to talk about at this point? Nah. Who? I think we're going to be covering that later. Um, to be honest, yes. I think obviously we are. We, we've got something planned. I, I know the schedule. We've got the the calm over Westeros coming, and the other thing from the Thrones community is obviously going to be a hot topic at the end. Fair enough. It would be remiss of me not to mention of course, we are now entering week four of CM Watch 
<laughs> so far, no contact. I am going to Google this place again because I'm still not entirely sure it exists. The Great Cthulhu oh, but... has still got CM in his grasp. You know, the best no thing words. is, even, even when you Google CM, it doesn't bring up the one in England. It brings up someone in, like, Belgium and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it just... It is a lovely harbour town, though, in Durham's Heritage Coast, so let's not, let's not forget that. I read that directly from a Google result. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is shaping up to be the place to go to win a regional just by turning up, everybody. I'm loving it. It's got yeah. Macklemore and Ryan Lewis apparently playing there, but I don't think that can be right. I think that might be in Newcastle. I think That's they're the just wrong to... CMP. I think they're leeching onto that and just going, yes, look at this. So, as we await news of Dave, has he trodden on a landmine where is he we move on to our review of Calm Over Westeros um, if you want to read along with us what we've done is we've gone to Card Game DB we've clicked on cards and found the chapter back and we have clicked on the little thing at the, at the side where it says recently updated date added most views and custom and we have sorted these cards by card illustrator in ascending order just to change things up a little bit so if you want to read along for whatever reason if you're that way inclined, you can do that. Um, if not, you can just listen, because we can talk about them. So, I'm going to announce the card, and then I will direct it to one of one of the chaps, and we will talk about it for a little bit. This won't be quite as fast as Wolves of the North, but it will be relatively quick, because that's how we're going to do things from now on. So, if we're sitting comfortably, I will begin. Um, this one's coming at you first, Peel. Yep. Uh, the character is Chet. He is from the Night's Watch. He is not loyal. He costs three. He has a single icon, which is intrigue. He's strength three, and he is a steward. No attachment to set weapon. Dominance action. Near a steward character to return a direwolf or a raven card from your discard pile to your hand. Limited once per phase. The illustrator is, of course, Anthony Feliciano. He's at the top because it begins with A. What do you reckon, Peel? bit of extra draw for the nice watch really isn't it in a way um, obviously you would have to require to have a Stuart character standing um, and also you would require to have a direwolf in your deck and I think the only direwolf that exists currently in nice watch if I'm not mistaken is ghost so playing Correct. it in a nice watch only build not going to lie pretty shit yep he's non-unique though you can so have three if you wanted to banner to stark banner to the Night's Watch, this is a way to get all of your dogs back. So that's but then you'd be let, You would be letting the dogs out though. Who oh, let the dogs out? He did. That's the problem. Oh, that's what he's looking for. Him. Look, that's the look yeah. of a man who's he's letting like, oh, loads fuck. of fucking dogs out. I'm letting the dogs gone. out again. <laughs> Shit. If you need, if, if you need a lantern that size to find a dire wolf, you've got severe sight issues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially Ghost. He should be fairly visible. Pretty much everything in in, in the wall is black, isn't it? So you're literally looking for a, a white dog on a black background. Yeah. <laughs> He's blind as a bat. Um, yeah, what do you reckon, Jack? Uh, the direwolves and the ravens do have to be in your discard pile, which I think is the uh, the biggest deterrent because you'd have to discard them through intrigue challenge or just overdraw and get rid of them. Yeah. So you, it's not like you can um, like recur chuds or like get summer back every turn to value town like Bran into play. Yeah, I think he's um, balanced. He'd be a lot better if they were dead pile, wouldn't he? Yeah. Um, so I'm not convinced. I don't think he's that good. 
I think Night's Watch was just playing for the strength cost intrigue icon. Just one, yeah. like Halder. He's another unique, isn't he? You can drop yeah. him in. Yeah, yeah. Shame, but never mind. Um, Chet in the law. Who is that guy? He's the steward who helps Maester uh, Amon uh, before Sam arrives, and he like really hates Sam, and he's got loads of pimples and boils. Uh yeah. I knew he wasn't a great guy. I knew he wasn't a really nice bloke. Okay, so the next one is um, God. These illustrated names made up. Drazenka Kimple. Who uh, who drew pulling the strings, which uh, is featured on a playmat near you, I believe. Um, it is a plot. It is Tyrell loyal to Tyrell? Gold five, initiative two, claim one, reserve six. It is a scheme. Go put one of these in your deck, and when revealed, you choose an edict, a kingdom, or a scheme plot in an opponent's used pile. You may initiate the when revealed ability on that card as if you had just revealed it talk us through it Jack what do you reckon it's definitely the like it's one of the reasons to play Tyrell Maynard I think because before yeah you were you were sort of grasping at well I guess I get the Arbor and I get High Garden and the Manda but there wasn't like enough to pull you that way whereas whereas Mm. this plot is it's almost like a flexible slot plot plus Mm. five gold yeah, I think it's absolutely great, yeah. personally. Superb. Um, Peel, what do you reckon about pulling the strings? It's an edict plot. Um, no, it's not, sorry. It's a scheme. It's a schemey, schemey scheme, which means it's it kind of... Um, I don't know, it's a tricky one. On the one hand, I really like it because it's Tyrell and I quite like the colour green. And most things that come up for Tyrell, I'm supportive of. I find that's that's kind of the way it goes, but... It's not going to rock my world as far as I'm concerned. It's just going to be a kind of... I'm just trying to think of the Kingdom plot cards um, okay, that are really you, common you, in the planes. I'll, I'll go I'm, and search for someone. We can talk about what this may or may not do good work with. Because this is um, what I'm thinking about, what you know, it's actually going to really do great work with. And, I mean, I can't think of too many Kingdom cards that are exactly when revealed abilities. Someone's okay, well, uh, listed them in the comments. If you, oh, just to oh, help, just to help peel. That. That's massively easy. Yeah. Okay. Saves so, me a job. Yeah. Well, it can trigger heads on spikes. So yeah, I like it. So yeah, what it can trigger, which is fantastic. Um, yeah. And wildfire. March the wall, pretty good. All of the search plots. Yeah. So all right. Then go yeah, and get a maester. You can go and get a, a, a unit. A unit. Fuck me. Sorry. Uh, a character. Um, a, a building or an attachment. Um, filthy accusations. Emergency wildfire. So, you know, in a way, how many, is this? How many of these can you have in your pot? Oh, it's only just a one. one. Oh, oh, that's a shame. I was <laughs> going to say the first could... time. Did you listen to anything I said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just double checking. I wanted to make sure. I want because if I could run two of them. All right. This could theoretically pulling the strings could theoretically replace the reset in a Martel deck. Because if they're running resets, you know, now you are as well. And that's pretty much, that's oh. actually quite useful. Hold the phone. If What what would Valor be as, as it's... Um, yeah, that is a point. Is what, Valor an what, e- I reckon Valor could be an edict. You know? it used I reckon to be Valor's going to have its own thing. It used to be the others, didn't it? No, Valor used to be... 
just checking now. Um, oh, God, the, oh, man, the nostalgia trip. <laughs> Game of Thrones deck builder on uh, Card Game DB rather than the one. Um, it had no trait. It wasn't traded. Oh. oh, there was no trait on Valor. No. Mm. I hope they don't go and put Edict on it. I hope they don't as well. <laughs> well at, the moment, at the moment, there's not many schemes uh, currently out. I have a feeling when more schemes come out, this could actually be absolutely incredible. This and is one just, of those cards only gets better as the card pool expands. Yeah, this is actually quite nice. And the oh ability God. to have this in your deck instead of a wildfire or something like that, because all you've got to do is wait for them to play it, and then the next turn, hmm, that was nice, let's play this. I mean, and worst case scenario, there's nothing to copy, but you just need the money, something's gone tits up big time, and you just want to drop some money... Mm. Fine. It's fine. It's a blank plot. I mean, you wouldn't want it's a blank plot, but no. and there's I very few in you know, very, very, very few scenarios where it's going to be a blank plot. But if it happens to be, yeah, so be it. There's so a, there's a lot of times when you're ahead where you want to play Calm Over Westeros just because it's a neutral plot that gives you five gold, and yeah, so exactly. I think this would hit that spot a lot of the time. So. um we're up to Rose Road Patrol now by uh, Federico Musetti. Um, mm-hmm. Peter, do you want to read this one for us? Yeah, sure. Um, Rosewood Patrol, character, four gold with a military icon and a power icon. Uh, they're three strengths, they're non-loyal Martel, and they are Tyrell. an army with... Tyrell, sorry. Um, and they're a non-loyal army with um, no attachments, and while you control the character with the highest strength in play... Rose Road Patrol gains stealth. Hmm. What do you reckon? I'm just Lady Sansa's Rose would be quite useful for boosting strength on it with this. Uh, not, not Lady Sansa's Rose. That's the one that triggers off a knight winning on their own. But right. Uh, uh, Which one's uh, the one I'm thinking of? The Marta, the, the Tyrell card that gives. Uh, you're thinking of growing strong, probably. That's the one. Yeah. Could be, I quite like them. They're think, armies right? at the end of the day. I, like, I, I think, think they're fantastic. Dual cons, four cost. Um, you know, that's just going to help them avoid wiping out as easily. Um, well, they're immune to first snow, aren't they? Which is a that's the one, yeah. It, it, at this point, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. I think everything at this stage of the game needs to be viewed in the lens of how is it going to first snow. Yeah, um, and Tyrell really struggled to get the highest character strength in play, um, and Tyrell have got really an absence of stealth as it stands. The fact that these are also non-loyal means, I mean, I'm already looking at these and thinking, with Lanny, you drop yep. Greg Ockerglane into play, but he's going yep. to turn on straight away. So Tywin. Yeah, Ty- yeah, Tywin, exactly. So yeah. I think he's a versatile, really good for the current environment. We're on to a winner here. Just as a, yeah. the Hound would actually be a, a very good way of turning him on. I don't think I've seen many people get higher than six in the early game, so you'd, you'd get stealth sort of almost immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And for Tyrell with a bit of stealth, that's going to give you lots and lots of help. Absolutely is. So, yeah, we like them. Okay, so what we got next after them? We have got. Oh my god, these names are made up. Jan Wah <laughs> Lee. Who wrote? Who who wrote? Who wrote the story? <laughs> who wrote the book? Vengeance for Elia. Um, mm-hmm. 
would interrupt people when it was maybe when they were reading it. Um, so basically, this is uh, Red Vengeance, isn't it, everybody? Um, two gold. You play it. You interrupt claim for a challenge when you're defending. You choose an opponent, and then they have to play the claim instead. Mm -hmm. so it doesn't save the attacking opponent. So this is um, pretty grim for <laughs> um, melee. <laughs> Um, yeah. If you really want to upset someone, this is how you're going to do it. Um, it's loyal, so this has just kicked Martel back into gear, really, isn't it, for yeah. um, fealty. Uh, fantastic, and it's causing ripples, isn't it? People are panicking about this. Um, newcomers, new players to the game, welcome to Martel. Um, it's only going to get worse from here. Yeah, um, this is the start of... This is actually... Yeah. In comparison to some Martel stuff that I think will be coming, this is actually quite lightweight. This yeah. is kind of like uh, <laughs> this is this is not that deep. This is just uh, yeah. I mean, it it's, doesn't it's, get it's, any better. No, I mean, let's be honest, it's a fucker, but you know, it's only really going to get played on the military turn, so just make sure you got shot. Um, now, okay. it has been played against me when I've gone in for a five claim military in the past, <laughs> and yes, it has destroyed me. But luckily, at the time, I could cancel it as well so I mean there, there will be you know there, there is things to cancel events there are things to you know save there's not that many two claim plots so just be wary if you're playing Martel that they could have this in their deck and if they do have uh, and if you are running a two claim military against the Martel player and you think they may have this just make sure they haven't got the gold on their house it's just kind of something else you've got to look out yeah, as long as they haven't got a, any gold that's a very good point Basically, you know I mean? just now on be wary of a Martel player with two gold left in their house card. Yeah, and if you are going to make a challenge and it, you've got two claim, just don't do it. Just think, mm, maybe it's best if I don't. Or make sure you've got two gold on yours and you can cancel it. Yeah, basically, um, Jack, you didn't really um, experience too much Red Vengeance, I believe, from the first edition. So um, no, I, I, how do you feel going into an environment where this is floating around? Oh, I feel a bit hot under the collar. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I, I feel like if, if Tyrion didn't enable enough already yeah yeah, here's another event that costs two gold yeah. <laughs> I think the good thing about second edition just in general is that in first edition I got wrecked a lot by event cards that didn't cost anything because there was a lot of like your opponent could have anything at any point uh, for free which is why Darkwing's Dark Wars was so good um and then, but in this case, like, if they've got two gold up, they can have vengeance for Aaliyah, but that's all yeah. they have. Like, you have to eat that, but that's it. Just, you know, it's not, at the end of the day, it will affect you on two challenges. It's not going to affect you on the third, really, is it? It's not going to, it doesn't affect you too badly on power challenges. Do you have to, with it, do you have to give, sorry, just to clarify. No. I've, yeah, I was thinking, you never have to, you can't take your own power and give it to them. But you can discard two of your cards on an intrigue challenge, so be wary of that as well. Yeah, power challenges make this a little bit. Um, it's not so great on power challenges, yeah. just for the way the claim works. Um, this is for military. Yeah, it is. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. So, but it's, it's fantastic. Um, it's fun. It's coming back. It'll be entertaining. Yeah, Dave is obviously super happy about this. Um, so is I'm looking, and everyone who we've had on who is a Martel fanboy. Is super yeah, fun. I'm looking forward to seeing it in a melee just because obviously it can. It doesn't. It's just the defending player. It doesn't mention that. Yeah, exactly. It, it, I, this is going to just piss people off in melee. Um, it really will, and it will be fantastic to watch because yeah. melee is always quite heated at the best of times. 
Yeah, you I'm know, playing Marvel and Malief from 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 now to the end of time now. Well, yeah. no, until something else like this comes out, because um, yeah, like because fuck Malief, I don't even like it anymore as a competitive environment. So I'm just going to troll people from now on. <laughs> okay. um, Jack, do you want to take us through Stinking Drunk, uh, illustrated by JB Catacop? Oh. They're making these up. Uh, Stinking Drunk oh. is a zero-cost Baratheon attachment. It's a condition. It says opponent's character only. Reaction after attached character stands, sacrifice Stinking Drunk to kneel that character. Which I um, I quite like this card a lot. Uh, obviously because it's a zero-cost kneel card. But the, the real problem that Baratheon has is that it can control the board very well in the early game, but lives on a false economy of card advantage. So you have cards like Stinking Drunk and Kingswood that's going to come up soon, uh, and Mel. But if those cards don't start replacing themselves, then yep. you, you start to fall behind on that board really heavily. Yeah, I, I agree with that totally. Um, it's been, I've been experimenting with Barrowfield too recently a lot, and um, when you've got a lock on, it's, it's overwhelming. But um, eventually, yeah, you run out of fuel on that lock, and all of a sudden, shit, all that stuff yep. I've been dealing with, I've run out of my... Um, uh, filthy accusations. They're, they're over. I've got nothing in the tank. I've got no Rhylor cards. Fuck. And all of a sudden, you've been holding back the tide. I mean, it's just over. Um, so, yeah, that's a really good point about the whole false economy card advantage thing. That, that's good. Um, so, yeah, it definitely does happen. Um, but where does this fit into the overall scheme? I mean, are you holding this back in your hand and for those moments or, or what? I think I'd rather use Motley. Or something like that. I don't really see. I mean, it's all right. It's just not. It's not amazing, is it? It's like a completely average Neely card. It will come into play. It will kind of affect you a little bit, but it's it's not gonna it's not gonna you know break the walls down. Um, it's it's no quite right. a high skill card, I think. You need to know when to do this. Yeah, this is kind of. It will be used. It's it's going to be one of these cards that will always kind of float around in decks, but it's never going to be overly dominant. It's the turn you cast Stannis. That is the turn you use Stinking Drunk. Yeah, and you put all three of them on. Yeah, I think you, yeah, I think you need to hold this back and, and really deliver the, the pain. Although it is a regular uh, reaction, so you can play it and then just leave it in play until you need it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, That's a good point. You can leave this on. You can play this turn one and leave it until the vital moment. Um, yeah, I, I'm not convinced it's brilliant. I don't think it's going to go into every deck. Uh, I certainly no. wouldn't run it in triplicate. I think I'd only run it in triplicate, funnily enough. I'd use it, I'd save it up for the kill move. I'd save it till like, I'm ready to go for the big push, and then I'd uh, I'd trigger all of these three at the same time. Um, interestingly, though, it's it, being non-loyal, it does um, ramp up that um, Neil module you can take as a banner. Hmm. Do you, do you know how I, I'd see this being used most effectively after a wildfire turn? You'd, you'd have them in your hand, you'd play wildfire, you'd then put the, all three of them down, and then their three characters that they've saved would be ineffective for the next round. So you'd have two rounds where you'd be able to give them a little bit of a punch. Well, I don't, I don't necessarily know that's going to work out, mate, because the, when they would stand, the wildfire would go off, they'd be standing until no, they were but... standing. If you if you know you're going to use wildfire, though, I suppose you could put them on beforehand. Yeah, I was true. thinking more. Yeah. If you know, if if they trigger wildfire, it'd be a great way of getting a little bit of revenge because they'd have to kneel out their characters to attack you the next round, and then they wouldn't have much gold 
you repopulate the board. Yeah, you're certainly trim punishing it. someone who wildfires or gets wildfired and hasn't got the ability to recover. Yeah, um, a bit of a trim. It's a bit, yeah, I think it's a bit middle groundy this card. I, yeah, it's all right. Sure. It's not shit, but it's not amazing. I'm not looking at that thinking, oh yeah, that's going into that frequency bird I've been running. Oh, baby. Oh, yeah. oh mama. I want to smash damn guinea pigs. Um, <laughs> oh. Um, chapter five, smash damn guinea pigs. Um, right, okay. Um, let's talk. I'll do the next one because I love this card. Okay. Uh, nightmares. This is an event. It costs one and it is a neutral. And it is a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, or indeed a nightmare. Action. Choose a character or a location until the end of a phase. Treat that card's printed text box as if it were blank except for traits. Massive. Yeah. This card was a staple in my um, long-time love affair with Greyjoy, No Agenda, Splash of Winter. Um, and with no hyperbole whatsoever, this won me games. Outright won me games. If you're looking at this and thinking, oh, it's only for a turn, it's no big deal, mate, it is a big deal. Use it in the plot um, phase. Cancel the you phase. You can use it whenever. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about this a bit later on with our later feature that's coming up as a mild spoiler there. But um, this this event is totally legit. Cheap um, as well. Uh, illustrated by Jeremy Wilson, by the way. It's one of the first names we've had in a long time. It doesn't sound like it's made up. Um, yeah, it, it's really good. It's, it's dirt cheap. Um, it's so versatile. Um, if you're in any doubt about putting this in your deck, just cut something out. Stick three copies in. You know, even if you've got to run to 63 cards or something stupid, put it in and, and, and then come back to me and say, Craven, you were right all along. This is um, this is totally legit. It's, it's one of the cards from first edition I'm so glad to see back. It's odd that it costs money now because obviously all the events before were free. But, um, yeah. It's, it's absolutely massive. It's so yeah. important. Is the artwork the hound on fire? I think it might. It be, looks like it's, it, it's yeah. a bit um, dull, isn't it? The artwork, the the colours blend together. Um, also, the, the flavour text says, "Yet in his nightmare, he faced it again." Um, and we all know Sandor had that whole burny face moment as a kid, so that would <laughs> add up. Yeah, that that, and plus, you know, the artwork does does look a bit dreamy. Mm. You know, as in he's having a dream. This is not meant to be reality. It's just a dream. He's scared of fire. It's a nightmare, some would say. It is a living nightmare. Yeah. Okay, uh, Jack, do you want to talk to us about the Kingswood? Yes, love it. Uh, Kingswood is a loyal location that costs one. It's a Baratheon card. It's a type yep. Westeros. During power challenges in which you are the defending player, each attacking character gets minus one strength. Forced reaction after you lose a power challenge, sacrifice the Kingswood. Uh, I love it. I think it's really good. Um, but same points as above with Stinking Drunk if you start losing these to sacrifices and you don't have any cards in your hand to, to put pressure on again you'll start to fall behind I think it's massive for Baratheon's overall strategy which is basically only care about the power challenge Yeah, it fits into that perfectly I mean with the Red Keep out which every Barra deck is running three of those there's a, there's a free power a free strength differential in power challenges the ones that you care about, you don't want to lose them. Unfortunately, while recording, we had some technical issues. We finished reviewing the rest of the card pack, and in this next section, we're talking about how to beat Lannister. 
starting with Baron Neal. Uh, but now, obviously, they are this. So, we're like, yep. apart from probably the Night's Watch, but they can, they can find use for Nightmares, reliant on firing that third challenge off to, to accelerate that power gain. So, if you can if you stop them challenge, making the third challenge, it. yeah, hmm. yeah, definitely okay. option. Um, so, we're talking Barra there, aren't we? So, you can we are, with, yeah. with Barra Fealty, or obviously the Barra Neil package can come in. Um, the Neil package, I think, is probably the one that's easiest to disrupt. Because if you lose Mel, a lot of the cars you've brought along to fill that theme out just won't do anything anymore. Um, and things like uh, Seen in Flames, which is good against Lanny, because you can pull out some of those horrible events, um, they won't trigger unless you've got the requisite parts of the banner package there. So, yeah, if you're going to go down this route, you need to really commit to it. Don't you, you need to invest, let's be honest. It's... Uh... You know, it, you can't do it half fast. You're going to have to literally nail every single character out on the board because if they've got one standing, they'll probably find a way to dick you. Yeah. The, the other problem, obviously, with Neil is that um, Lanny Lord to the Crossing is probably the, especially the one that's got the jumping cards. It's probably the one that's best equipped to avoid that problem because they can start dropping characters in out of a normal kind of rotation. Um, you've got Burn then, you've got the Hound who can come in. Even Queen's Assassins, I guess, if you're really pushing it. Um, and then the event cards that drop people in, um, they reduce your ability to nil these big threats out to really just seen in flames. And as we've already mentioned, if the requisite parts of that aren't in play, it's not going to work. Um, so, yeah, it definitely does help, but it's probably not the most effective way. So what would the other way you suggest Phil be? If you come up with another one earlier on. Probably go with Icon Steel then. Steal their intrigue, steal their, you know, pure. Well, is there any other word for it other than dominance at the moment? Um, take away their icons and hope they just fall apart on that one, to be honest. There's no real option other than steal their intrigues, stop them getting their, their cheeky golds, um, you know, which will stop them playing their events, which will stop them playing their ambush cards. Yeah, so that's another form of disruption, isn't it? We can plus, you know, it's Sir Gregor. He's only got the military, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's tear yeah. spotted all day long. Yeah, you um... just take. A... I mean, to be fair though, if he didn't have, if he only, if he had multiple icons, he'd be broken. So... That'd be ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, he'd be okay. Shit. Yeah, he, he <laughs> would be ridiculous. Um, so we're talking Martel here, aren't we? So Martel oh, brings to the table Caliot um, and Nymeria and Confiscation, all of which aren't loyal. So you can do that whenever. Um, the icon attachments now, taking away intrigue icons and the power icons, especially in someone like Tywin, opens them up to removal. So you, you take out that intrigue icon, all of a sudden, I mean, Lannister's kind of approached tiers of this with uh, impunity because of their big four aren't really, well, aren't affected by it at all. Um, you can lose Gregor to it, but fine. I mean, if Gregor goes, never mind. You've still got major threats on the table otherwise. You start stripping those icons away if I have to start respecting that threat. Um, not a lot of Lannister crossing decks are running Hands Judgment. Um, there's not a lot of room for Hands Judgment when you start packing out, especially with the jumping events. So if you can make tears a valuable threat, um, that's going to help a lot. Um, taking away the power icons and some of that time and stuff not only reduces their potency, but 
as I've already mentioned about Lords of the Crossing, if you start nailing their ability to hit that third challenge, um, it slows them down. It brings them back onto your level. So, yeah, that's a pretty valid strategy um, in many ways. I, are we due a military stripping icon? I think we, we are, be. yeah. You've got to be. You've uh, got to round it out. Yeah, it's, it's getting around to the point now where we, we must be due something. Got to be, got to be coming. Um, Vengeance for Ilya, obviously, if you can afford to pay it for yourself, um, that big uh, military sort of strike they come in with, pushing it back on them, especially post uh, first nerve of winter, could be devastating. So Martel could be the answer here in many ways, um, which is nice, which is thematic at least, isn't it? So, yeah. Okay, um, my, my ideas for this um, don't really revolve around uh, a full faction choice. Um, three lots of Milk of the Poppy absolutely massive um, Milk of the Poppy seems to kind of fall in and out of um, fashion I think now more than ever it's important to have have these in your deck um, they're eminently useful against whoever you're hitting so whatever you come up against be able to blank that um, attachment no sorry be able to blank a, a card um, is it, really important but against Lannister it's it's even more so. We've mentioned so many times in this show how how um vital Tyrion is to a lot of these strategies. If you're milking him, <clears throat> you you force the Lannister player to come back to playing on your level, which is I have the budget for the challenges phase. Um admittedly with Tyron on the board that does give them that extra leg up because they've got more, more money to start with. But they can't just spend with impunity knowing oh Tyrion's gonna get me this money back. Um, it really sort of scales them back down to you. Um, furthermore, when you slap a, uh, a Milk of the Poppy on one or two, or whatever, more, if you can, of their key characters, it forces a Lannister player to go um, off kind of schedule with their plots. A lot of these Lannister decks um, are very tight on the plot deck. They know what they want to play and when. Uh, they're looking to play Count of Copper to Roof of the Hand at certain points. The, um, the timing of First Nerve Winter is really crucial. Um, but if they're forced to make a decision to play Confiscation before a lot of this stuff happens, you're making them think, oh shit, like, I've got to deviate from the plan here to get rid of that milk. It, it, it takes them off of their, their schedule, off of their kind of unstoppable march to winning. Sometimes if you can just interrupt their flow, that can be enough to just go and make them panic almost. If you can Not knock them back. And, yeah. Yeah. Because you go into first night of winter term with Tyrion on milk, for example, knowing you've got kill events in your hand. You know, your opponent's board isn't going to get wiped. You do the injury challenge with Tyrion, get the money for the for put to the sword. Military challenge, put to the sword. As a Lannister player, you've wiped their deck. If they're going into that plan with a milk Tyrion, it, it stops things. And, I mean, I thought that was on the way home. All things being equal, if you're, if you, know, you guys, if you're presented with the option to milk Tyrion or milk Tyrion, who are you going to go for? Originally, I always thought it was Tyrion, but now every time I see a deck that relies so much on an event package, it's just always Tyrion. Yeah, I, I think it has to be Tyrion. Peter, what would you say in this? I'm going to have to get rid of Tyrion. I can't. Yeah, He's too tricksy. Um, he's just, no, Tyrion's got to be the one that goes for me every time. He, he's, he's horrible. He can sneak up on you. He can get them gold midway through a challenge. So at least then... You can, you know, at least then you can predict when an event's coming, so to speak. Uh, whereas obviously you can't in the previous one. 
Yeah. So, I think Milk of the Poppy, if you're really having trouble with Lannister, you're really frightened of them. Um, this one-cost card disrupts them heavily. Um, yeah. and, and it really can make a difference. And for that same reason, I think um, as soon as Nightmares comes out, if, if you're really struggling, and for the reason we mentioned before, that um, Lanny don't tend to run a lot of hand judgment because they just can't afford the room. Um, nightmares can be absolutely massive. Um, turning Tyrone off before a marshalling phase begins. Um, blanking the Tyrion, blanking the Gregor if you're really that worried about him. Um, any of these things, or turning off a Cersei now um, could save your bacon if you're really worried about a trial by combat coming. Um, just blanking these cards and the versatility that Nightmares gives you to do so um, could, could be crucial. And they can go into any deck. They're neutral. I mean, you might have to think about it a, bit, a couple of times if you're doing it in fealty. But, um, yeah, if, you're, if you've been looking at Nightmares and thinking it's shite, why bother? And you've kind of let milk fall by the wayside, reconsider those cards. Because they could really help. So that's, that's my take on it, at least. Um, Jack, what, what about you, mate? What do you reckon? Uh, well, we found a lot of success in just running all their characters into the ground. Well, so, you found success. <laughs> I certainly didn't have much success. Yeah. Um, yeah, we tried Smash Brothers against Sleeping Lions, and being able to initiate two military challenges against a turn makes them choose between keeping their characters that are permanent, the ones that they haven't cheated into play, or killing off a character they cheated into play, which then leaves them without that character later on in the game. So if they cheat in a Gregor into play and then realise that they're staring down enough military pressure to lose their gold cloaks and their Tyrion that was in play normally, then suddenly they have to make the hard decision of, well, do I just choose to get rid of Gregor now forever? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, if, I mean, there was times when you was coming at me and I had no choice really but to throw in my jumpers just to, just to eat the, the claim. Yeah. But then further on down the line, they're the guys I want to throw in after I first know and I want to march somebody um, so you're taking away this disposable side of the deck and then you're forcing them to play on your level it's a war of attrition which um, they're reliant on seeing a lot of support cards to, to do anyway um, and then they're having to if you put them on the back foot on the defensive um, yeah go at them don't be frightened of them and, and something like Smash Brothers really does enable that you keep peppering them with, with military challenges and it's yeah, it, it puts them on the back foot. Um, it certainly worked against me. I mean, it was it was brutal. I don't think I even came close over a couple of games mm. with that strategy. Um, so it's definitely worth a shot. Um, small things you can do as well against Lanny is um, be aware of your initiative. I know a lot of the time you want to be making Lanny go first, um, typically speaking, because you want to put the pressure on them, make them make the decisions. Um but then you leave yourself open to things like uh, your King's Roads or whatever getting treacherous. Um, if you're playing Neil, typically, um, yes, a Neil deck, you want to make your opponent go first. So you've got a nice wide length of targets to choose from. Hit the most optimal one. But obviously, Melisandre's a reaction. So if you make a Lanny go first and they think it's coming, it doesn't matter to them. A treachery in their hand fucks your entire ability to Neil someone for that whole turn. So just be really conscious about how you um, deal with initiative against Lanny, because uh, it can make all the difference. Um, okay, I mean, that's fairly broad, but um, hopefully people have got something from that. Is there anything you guys want to add or that we might have missed? 
I'm just trying to think of any kind of other tricks you can use to just stop them getting on you, so to speak. Um, I mean, worst case, if you want to beat Lanny, you could always just banner them in. Um, yeah, if you can't uh, beat him, join him. Yeah. yeah that's, no, that's, that's the, I think probably best if we go with that as the fifth option. If you can't yeah. beat them, join them. If you really do have a very big problem beating Lannister, then just play um, some form Lannister. of Lannister with your, with your favourite house. And then, um, you know... I bet Whammer's going mental listening to this because he's been arguing against the whole... Uh, Lanny's only strong because everyone thinks it's strong and ends up playing Lanny. And our closing comment is basically... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> play Lanny. Play yeah. Lanny. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it, on the upside, we, we made some strong arguments until the last one in which we just said, well, yeah, and if you still can't beat them, just fucking play them. Uh, at, the moment, they're, at the moment, they're probably the strongest house. And it always happens. There's always a phase where there's one house that's, that's really strong. Um... You know, it, it, it's been always the way, and it will always be the way. Uh, maybe in a few months it'll be Stark. I know it's very unlikely, and probably never will unlikely. happen. But you know, it, it may do. It might. It might go on. Um, who are we to tell? Who are we to say? Who are we um, to judge? We are but yeah. men. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think that brings our episode uh, to a close. Thanks for listening. Um, we do hope Dave gets back from uh, Afghanistan. Um, and uh, next time you hear from us, um, who knows what we're going to talk about? Because we don't tend to plan this until uh, the same day we go to record. So, yeah, great. Thanks for listening. And uh, it's good night from me. Was that a sign-off? At this point, one of you guys should say good night from me. Yeah, I'm doing it. Dave's not here. I'm doing a sign-off. Oh. Fair enough, mate. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Shall, I, shall I do that again? Do it again, mate. Go on. Okay. So, um, yeah, so thanks for listening. Um, and we will uh, hopefully entertain you next week. Um, Dave's not here, so I'm signing off. That's good night from me. Say good night, guys. And that's, that's a good, good night, night from, from him. Oh. oh, oh, we fucked it up. There's a good point. <laughs> <with that. laughs>